1: Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with
2: Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning.
0: Sounds like a winner to me. What do you think, DB? Yeah, I mean, he's got
2: me. I and I in. listen, I've seen I've seen this and we'll see what happens today with the press conference. And I know fans are gonna be a little reluctant. I get it just because of the past and, and being all in and wanting to be optimistic. And I get the trepidation, but I actually think it's healthy all the way around moderation, kind of like this guy.
0: <laughs> that was Matt Rule on a college game day. We'll get to Sam McEwen here in and, and just a moment, the sports editor of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, but, you know, we want your thoughts still on Matt Rule and if you think he's a good hire or not because people can throw information your way or you can you know just just read a story here or there and, and get excited about the guy but is it is it your guy are you do you feel at ease knowing that he's going to be the guy to lead this team for the next eight years yeah we'll see I, right. Shane are we do we have him not yet. waiting on Sam to uh Get on the phone here, but that's okay. We'll get his thoughts, like I said, on Matt Rule and uh, if he's really the guy that can dig this program out of the rut, so to speak. But, you know, something else that Matt Rule said on College Game Day that really stood out to me, and it's something that – it's kind of the question that people want answered, and it involves Mickey Joseph. mm mm-hmm. But he said that Mickey did a tremendous job. And, you know, don't look too far into just because he, he touched on Mickey Joseph, but he didn't have to do that, right? He didn't have to mention that he had a decent relationship with Scott Frost and he called Scott Frost a friend. He didn't have to say that Mickey Joseph did a tremendous job taking over on that call. But he did. And, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a big drop or a little drop, you know, it, it, it's a respect thing. And Matt Rule respects Mickey Joseph, and I think he would be crazy. I don't know if he's feeling any of that hidden... Pressure, maybe it's foreseen pressure Nebraska fans will lay on him if he doesn't keep Mickey Joseph around this program. But it would be crazy to just step away from a guy that has such great roots here locally and just great recruiting ties with a lot of kids.
2: Uh, yeah, so I, listen, I've done it. Um, I've put together some staffs and been a part of some staffs that have been kind of meshed. And I don't, I don't ever want a coach to feel compelled to have to hire anyone because, you know, I tried that. Um, and a brief stint, and it doesn't always work. So I think what coaches typically do is is they start with trust. Who can I trust? Who can I trust? You. That's who, right? Old school. Um, not to go all scarface on you this yeah. early in the morning. So I think that's what Coach Rule will do out of the gates, but then try to piece together what it's going to look like in its totality. There's three things that I think you have to hit a home run on early. Strength and conditioning, offensive line, and your player personnel guy. See, I selfishly, I'm a huge Vince Genta guy. I thought Nebraska had a home run higher and bringing Genta on, and he obviously has familiarity with Coach Rule from when he was at Baylor. And, um eh, uh, but, I felt like Nebraska was just starting to get on the the right recruiting page. I liked mickey's vision coach joseph I keep saying mickey i'm gonna he 's gonna say say mickey i I'm still going with coach joseph um so I like kind of that direction. I think that's worth a talk because I think Vince has a layout of the land I think he knows, and he's honest like like that's the thing that I want this staff Genuine. to be, authentic and honest. Like Vince called a couple – last week, two weeks ago, and he's like, DB, hey, we're circling back on a couple of guys a couple, at our high school. We 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 felt like, you know, this happened and I wasn't able to do this because this was the majority of my role, but I've been empowered to do this now and this is the vision. And I want to circle back on, for instance, Jalen Lloyd. And I said to myself, I stopped him right where he was, and I said, you know what, Vince, this is why I think of you the way that I do. Not a lot of guys are going to pick up the phone and say, hey, listen, my bad. We need to get back. We need to circle back. He asked, like, about three of our guys. Coach Joseph did the same thing, and they're trying to win games. And and coincidentally, Jalen Lloyd now has an offer. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got a lot to think about. He postponed his announcement uh, uh, this weekend. He had his top four, which were Texas Tech, Florida, Georgia, and Illinois, obviously as a dual track guy. But anyway, I say all that to say those are the guys that can help you establish roots in the region because what Matt Rule has shown is that, listen, at Temple, it it was about the Northeast. At Baylor, he established those Texas roots. So hopefully here, He'll establish those Midwest regional roots as well. And, listen, that's, that's kind of my plug for guys like Genta, for guys like Mickey Joseph, because hypothetically, I don't want to tell a coach who he has to have, but, man, those guys are worth a sit-down to talk to.
0: Sam McEwen joining us now, the sports editor of the Omaha World-Herald. Sam, you just heard everything DB had to say regarding Mickey Joseph uh, and if he yeah. can find a way to, to stay on staff or if Matt Rule decides to keep him. Uh, do you agree with all that stuff?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, it, it's got to work for everybody. Um, so, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta work for everybody and, and, and that rule and, and, um, Mickey Joseph, you know, need, need to be on the same page. I think it's probably going to take quite a bit of money, um, to keep Mickey. Um, but you know, you never know, maybe, maybe the, the offer that Nebraska provides better than, than what other, some other school would provide. Um, and then if Mickey Joseph wants to be a head coach, there's going to be some jobs that are open. FI, FAU is open. Texas State is open. Um, there's going to be some other jobs that are open down uh, in in those in those conferences down there. So he may need to he may need to kick the tire on those too. I think deep down Mickey would like to stay, but it's Absolutely. got to work for, for both parties.
2: Hey, so Sam, let's say you know the the, the assistant. Pool of 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 monies sounds like it could be pretty substantial. You know, I think if Trev took True Serum, he's not going to tell Coach Rule who to hire, but would like to keep Mickey. Could you see a million dollar position coach that is not a coordinator? Yes. Yeah. Because I, I, I think that, not really that I think that's what the number what I is. is that, I think uh, that's what the number is. You
1: got you got to get better at at. Paying position coaches more Mm -hmm. money because they're your best recruiters oftentimes. You know, you you have coordinators. They're important, all right? The X's and O's are important. But I think the money ball move going forward, the the thing that you you start to think more uh, distinctly about is what does it look like to start paying assistants the right amount of money for their ability to attract players to a school and to keep them there? Um, not that coordinators aren't important, but there's, there's a value that's been put on X's and O's when Jimmy's and Joe's, so to speak, are what win and lose your football games. And so I think if, if rule is looking at this thing the right way, um, I think you're, you're, you're probably going to try to pay some, some guys to come in and be really, really good recruiters. Um, I think Mickey Joseph can be one of those guys. Uh, obviously Texas A&M's defensive line coach, uh, Elijah Robinson, who's worked with, um, that rule before. He's getting paid a lot of money to recruit. Now he might be, you know, uh, you know, the best defensive line coach in the country. I don't think he is. <laughs> I think he's a great recruiter. So he's paid really well by Texas Standing to do that. Um so I think that's the that that's that's the new direction of the sport. I think and the other thing that I have seen happen is you, you get head coaches who are really, really good recruiters and they get head coaching jobs and that's not a great fit either. Um, sometimes you get these guys who are really dynamic at building relationships but are not you know maybe don't don't coach the coaches as well or manage the football game in the in the way that that, that some guys may manage a game and and this is where i think the industry needs to shift is toward making sure that guys that are really gifted recruiters um, are compensated in the right way, but aren't necessarily elevated to head coach because you need to keep them in the fold. And I think that's something that they will be, you know, that you'll see happening as years go on. We'll see if Nebraska is able to come together with Mickey Joseph here in the next, I don't know, 48, just 72 hours.
0: We're chatting with Sam McEwen, the sports editor of the Omaha world Herald. You can give him a follow on Twitter at S W McEwen, O W H. Sam, we mentioned money early on, or you mentioned money, I should say early on in that answer. And Matt Rule gets eight years, $72 million, which is, uh, leaves a little bit of an uneasy feeling for a lot of Nebraska fans, you know, seeing a bunch of money thrown toward a head coach so early on, but that puts him in the top 10 for highest paid coaches in the NFL. Two questions here for you. What does that say about Trev's belief in Rule? And secondly, do you feel that he's worthy of that type of money? Let's see how the contract is structured. Let's see if the back end is where
1: the money uh, kicked in. Um, if the back end is, you know, what we envision it to be, then numerically, uh, then I think it's probably fairly telling as to, you know, what kind of success Rule would have if he's getting that kind of money. If Matt Rule's still here in eight years, they've won a lot of football games, and so the money that he's getting on the back end will have been worth it. Um, I don't know what it looks like on the front end. Uh, is it going to be you know nine million each year, or is it going to be a situation where it starts at seven, then goes up progressively seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half that kind of that kind of progression? Um, I could see that happening. Yeah, to see them having a little bit of a back end quality. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if he wins, <laughs> he's worth it. Yeah, There's Nebraska, so much of Nebraska athletics. And the you know the University of Nebraska at a whole is fueled by the success of the football program, and so um, whatever he can do to bring that back, even an eight or nine wins a year, uh, will be positive. And then the other thing about the added bonus that he comes with, is he's going to do a lot of stuff in your community. Yeah. He's going to be a guy that's out there talking to people, and he'll probably have a nonprofit somewhere. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, he'll be he'll be a part of the community, and we have to be honest. Rock did not do a ton of that. Like that was not his thing. And what was interesting in hindsight, being twenty twenty, about Scott is one of the reasons he wasn't a fit for the program. He just wasn't a very public facing person. Uh, he he just he just didn't really love that part of the job, and he didn't he, he didn't do a lot of it. He may, his part may have been in the right place, but the evidence suggested that he really just liked to coach, then go home, and not do. And not not do a lot of the things that I suspect Matt Rule will do, um, you know. So I think that part is is notable and will be an added bonus for a guy like Rule.
2: Hey Sam, let me ask you something. As you've kind of seen the landscape of college football over the last couple of days play out, and you you get the bombshell in Madison and and Coach Leonard obviously was. Yeah, everybody's using the term "blindsided" as we've seen on social media. Are you surprised with how well Nebraska? Finish the season in terms of their effort and energy level, and looking like a well-coached team, you get the upset in Iowa City. That Trev got his guy. He pulled off the search, did it without relative distractions, all while supporting an interim coach. Given he was potentially could have been in a bidding war with a couple of Johnny Come Late, not Johnny Come Latelys, guys that. Were apparently on the open market that weren't rumored until about five six seven eight days ago yeah i think he did
1: a pretty good job um you know i again rule's gonna cost a lot of money and people look at the price tag luke fickle's probably going to come down today and cost less um there's a huge risk that wisconsin took i, I you know I, I commend them for for doing what they think is right i i um that, that'll be a risky move there I think a lot of players will be really upset and I you know I'm sure that the that Leonard believed that he was going to be the head coach all the media there did oh. that was the indications of it and uh, the players believed it and so the fact that now they have to wrap their heads around a different guy is not going to be easy for them at Nebraska I think there was never any impression definitive impression that Mickey Joseph was going to be the guy and so I, I I never got that. I'm sure the players would have some of the players would have liked that, but I never felt like that was going to be a defining characteristic of that locker room. I appreciate that they played hard. It helps that you have Wisconsin and Iowa at the end of the year; It seems you had to be kids motivated to play them. Um, but I thought they also played very well and very hard, and, and uh, you know, I thought I thought it was a really commendable end of the season. Even the performance at Michigan—that i know they lost 34-3. It was a commendable performance. It, they played hard and they played well uh, for much of that game without any chance of winning because their offense was so hamstrung. So, you know, I, I, I think you have to look hard at what Nebraska's done and, and like what you get today. The real work begins, you know, this week and next week. And how, how does Nebraska attack the transfer portal? Um, how do they attack the recruiter, the recruiting questions? Uh, I, if it were me, I'd keep the 2023 class pretty modest, pretty small, and largely focused on kids in the inside the state and in the 500-mile radius. I would not uh, try too hard to, to, to sign 30 guys, and they may have the temptation to do it. It's just that we've seen that when Nebraska does that, and the kids don't know much about Nebraska, the kids don't stick around. And so I think they need to be really modest this first cycle. And then you sign thirty-three guys in the next cycle. Um, we'll see what they do in the next month and a half. Maybe, maybe they'll they'll go the completely opposite direction, and I'll be wrong.
2: Yeah, this is so interesting in more ways than one. Obviously, with what's going on in my household, uh, regionally as Correct? well. Yeah. Right. So it, it, you know, so I'm listening, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is this is gonna get interesting in a hurry uh, around the region. But let me ask you this. Sam, when you look at the way that Nebraska played on Friday, uh, given what Iowa was bringing, what was on the line for Iowa, and I was, it was a little uncharacteristic, especially with the penalties and turnovers. And I know Petrus was hurt early, but was that more about Nebraska? Were you more impressed with Nebraska or more wondering what was going on with Iowa? Breske, Bill Bush had a good plan to his job him. has been so underappreciated Sam he like yeah. do we realize the job that he's done and only getting them one more win like he's been unreal
1: yeah yeah, he, he, he did a really good job and so I you know I mean free runners are free runners I, would, I obviously need to pick them up but you know they, they forced they forced those turnovers um, which you which is commendable and and then you know the muff punt was 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 probably the play where you're like was you know, feeling it a little. They were a little nervous, and you know that kid's trying to make a play at his own ten and didn't need to. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Nebraska made that game the way it was. They played aggressively. Uh, they took chances. They brought corner blitz. Um, they 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 threw it deep. They Palmer. Uh, they trusted that their receivers were were good enough to beat Iowa's secondary, and they were right. Uh, so I think a lot of that was about Nebraska. Obviously, Iowa uh, does not have the healthy skill players needed to beat many teams. And and Iowa did not go into the transfer portal. They did not sign a quarterback in the offseason. They should have. They didn't. Uh, they they did not add a receiver. They lost one in Charlie Jones. And so they, they uh, and obviously Keegan is banged up. They don't. They don't have the players to, to, to score points. Uh, they just don't. You could have the best offensive line in the world, but you you have to have receivers in the modern college football. They didn't have Sam Laporta, so you know. I mean, they Iowa Iowa was struggling on offense, and they're probably going to struggle in whatever bowl game they play too. And in, in the off season, somebody somebody's going to have to you know really exhort Kirk Ferentz to go to the transfer portal. They need to sign three receivers and two quarterbacks. Probably a tight end. The is going to go to the NFL. There's like a hundred things they need to do in the portal, and they were reluctant to do it last year, and it bit them.
0: And that win was a major blessing for this Nebraska program, just striking belief overall moving forward. And then you count your blessings one more time when you add a guy like Matt Rule. Sam, we have a listener question that was sent in, and I'm going to present it to you. Is it unrealistic to set the expectation on Rule to make a bowl game in his first year?
1: No, no, no. No, I mean, in the sense that that's always a reasonable expectation in literally every college football program. That's fair. And that's not going to be something that they're going to, you know, shy away from. Yeah, we'd like to make a bowl. Like, no, it's a win. So, you, yeah, you can do it. It's not unrealistic to expect the Nebraska men's basketball team to go to the NIT. That should be a reasonable goal every year. Um, even if they don't make, um, so you know, like yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's fair. Um, I don't know that they will. Uh, I think I think rule is going to do it his way. He's probably going to tear some things down. Oh yeah, and he's going to build it back up. He's going to have a lot of saying and a lot of slogans. I don't know how many we're going to hear today, but several. There's a Fleckian quality to Matt Rule. Different in the state, he's a little bit more of a ball coach than PJ Fleckett. But don't kid yourself; they got a guy that's a good communicator, but has a very clear sense. He'll talk; he'll say the word "process" a lot. They they probably won't cut a lot of corners, and he will. He may tear it down to build it back up. And you know, Damon has more insight here than I do about all the things that I think Nebraska football needs to do. But, you know, one of the areas where they really have to focus hard is not an area that you automatically fix in one year, and that's along the line. Um, I think you can make that that group better. Certainly through the portal, I think you can make the defensive line better. I'm skeptical as to whether the portal, with the exception of a handful of linemen, can fix anything on the offensive line. And that's for almost any school. Michigan signed a center in the offseason who was really good. He helped, But that whole line was already good when they just plugged that guy into it, and he's an All-American. He was already an All-American. So it's not magic with the offensive line. That's going to take a couple of years. Um, defensively, maybe they can get better, but, but it's going to take some time to, to reorient this and get it where they want to go. Uh, four and eight or five and seven wouldn't be a shock next year. And then I think in year two, you're looking you know, at seven or eight wins. The schedule is not impossible next year. You can get to six. Gotta beat Colorado. Gotta beat La Tech. Gotta beat a couple of the other teams later in the season. Gotta hope that Wisconsin's starting over, which I think they are. They really are. And you gotta you gotta you gotta hope that Iowa's, you know, not that this is the last days of the parents' era and they're just they're not quantitatively better than they were this
2: Sam, we've only got about 60 seconds. Will you look at Nebraska's success next year given – or in uh, relation to the Big Ten West struggling like they are?
1: You cut out there for a second.
2: Will you look at Nebraska's potential success next year relative to the struggles of the Big Ten West currently?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, Of course, you know, the division, that will be the last year of the division, and that's a good thing for Nebraska. I think this division has not done Nebraska any favors. Um, I think what you had is a cohort of teams that were all kind of decided they were going to play the same way with the exception of Purdue. And Nebraska's style of football under Scott Brock didn't match that at all. And uh, now with the end of the division, Wisconsin and Iowa are not competing against a cohort of teams in the West. They're going to be competing against Ohio State, Michigan, Uh, Penn State, USC, UCLA, all those teams. That'll be good for Nebraska. I think Nebraska will do better in a league where where the the goal is not to win a West of sausage ball teams, but to win a Big Ten or compete for a Big Ten title with teams that like to, you know,
2: score.
0: Hey, thanks, Sam. We appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us.
2: All right, take care. Thanks, Sam.